Hey, good people. This is just a quick disclaimer that there is sensitive content, not explicit content, meaning like, uh, you know, the in-depth nitty gritty details of a particular story or, or explicit language. However, there is sensitive content highlighting self-injury and or even self-harm within this episode that this week and uh, wanted to give you a quick heads up so that you are given the choice to either check in or opt out of the listening content this week. I think you'll find that what's in store could be helpful. In fact, very helpful, but wanted the word to be out there um, to honor your decision-making. Hearts up. So with that being said, listener discretion is advised. Good people, this is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whenever you're deciding to listen to this podcast. Thank you for joining us for yet another week. Uh, This podcast was created to provide some peaceful and positive perspective to help give you that boost in the middle of your week uh, to tackle the barriers that can have a tendency to hold you back and or hold you up. That being said, let's cover the first barrier of brain fog this morning with some For the Culture Trivia! That's right, For the Culture Trivia. Are you ready? Let's go! If you left work at 5.45 and arrived home at 6.15, How long would it have taken you to arrive? The Aztec Empire is located in which country? In a manual shift car, what pedal is in the middle? A group of witches is called? And name three planets in our solar system. I always love when you guys have time left over. Like, ah, get thinking that last one though you're like wait i got this three you want three yes you want a three okay here we go are you ready you ready for the answers did you have quick math because i know that first one you were like wait if you're like me and you count by the tens you're like wait 35 <laughs> like how long is that So you were still counting by the time I got to the second question. So that probably jammed you up just a little bit. But if you left work at 545 and arrived home at 615, it would have taken you 30 minutes to get home. Dang, too long, right? Because you're ready to get home like as soon as you clock out. The Aztec Empire is located in which country? Mexico. That's absolutely right. 
in a manual shift car. And many of us aren't used to this, so this could be very interesting. The pedal in the middle is the brake. Yeah, I had to look and be like, are you sure? Um, A group of witches is called a coven. I'm not sure if you knew that. But yes, a group of declared witches is called a coven. And name three planets in our solar system. If you listed any three of these, Saturn, Jupiter, Venus, Uranus, Mars, Neptune, Earth, Mercury. Yes, you can name Earth. That would be totally acceptable. No, Pluto would not be acceptable because it has been downgraded to, um, what do you call it? Like a satellite or something like that. Uh, no, that's the moon. A dwarf planet. So it would, it, it, no. I'm just saying, I'm not arguing with you, but it doesn't count anymore. It used to, but it didn't. It didn't anymore. It doesn't anymore. So there's that. Na- NASA, talk to them. Don't talk. Don't talk to me. <laughs> you can talk to me anytime. Are you kidding? Yes. Um, and you know how to hit me up too, Jay-Z at the midweekmuscle.com or any of the socials. Aren't you happy? I've had a lot of activity on socials this week. <laughs> it's been wild, y'all. Okay. And I've had a little bit of help. So, uh, good people. How'd you do? You did pretty good. All right. I'm happy for that. Let's get into our content, shall we? So how was your Easter Sunday? I mean, where I live, it was a beautiful day. I, it really, it felt really nice to be out and about outside. It was mild weather. It wasn't too hot. The sun was hitting my skin. I felt vitamin D like literally go in my skin. I loved it. Um, it was just enjoyable. And again, as we wrap up our series on gratitude, it is, it was just nice to have a little gentle reminder almost everywhere I went on Sunday of the things that a person can opt to be grateful for. Um, and, and so for me, you know, it was just all of the reminders. It was, it was just baked into the day. And I thought that was just so awesome. Almost like, um, where I live when the, um, Bengals went to the Super Bowl. It was just like, ah, just many signs of goodness just sprinkled throughout the days. And I just always find that so helpful. However, you know, uh, there, there were so many things that a person could opt in to be grateful for. If not spiritually, then environmentally, as we had milder and, you know, sunny weather, especially where I live. Uh, if not environmentally, then religiously, as many folks were off for Easter or celebrating the holiday. If not off religiously, then personally, as folks had reduced hours wherever they were. If not reduced hours to personally benefit, then fiscally, as folks could collect a little bit of time and a half or overtime. If not fiscally for bonus pay, then for mobility, because maybe car foot traffic was light where you live and work. Um, And if not mobility for traffic or mobility for traffic wasn't light, then maybe relationally, uh, because there were warmer smiles. Um, and if not relationally, warmer smiles were shared, 
then, you know, there could be something external happening in your environment. And trust me, good people, I'm not, there's not this bubble over my head. You know, in the recent weeks, there has been mass shootings. And yet again, as I arrive at another week where there's been another mass shooting, and this year alone, there's been over 146, or how there's been tragedy uh, in the midst of very severe storms that have hit our areas very and impacted us a great deal. Like, I'm not exempt to any of those uh, findings or happenings. And so I know um, that folks are dealing with things that, that were outside of their control um, that they're now having to reconcile with. So I'm not under a bubble in that regard. But if that was not a part of your experience, it's what I'm talking about. Like, well, maybe let's, let's check what's happening externally of us before we tap internally within us, right? Uh, but listen, on a more serious tip, like, and, and, and you know, I kind of went there already, is uh, all I'm getting to this week is that if it's difficult, good people, for you to find a reason to be gratuitous on and it like a lighter sort of weekend or easier sort of movement weekend than usual, then maybe we assess towards you know, what's stopping you from being able to receive that boost or that moment of gratitude or that moment of solace? And and if that's even something that you have the capacity to receive in this current cycle or season of your life. Now, check this out. I, I dropped it on um, and within social media, you know, just yesterday. Like, it's almost like having you're thirsty and you drink water like the doctors and the nutritionists and the trainers and all the folks around you tell you to do, but you're still not feeling hydrated and you're still feeling thirsty and your body's saying you need something else. And the remedy for that is your body is yearning for something more like electrolytes, not just water. Uh, because there could be a chemical imbalance. And that's what I'm getting here to here. Uh, and that's what I want to talk about. So um, why or what circumstance might a person not be able to or unwilling to receive uh, or uh, experiencing sort of uh, a negativity that can be hard to accept gratitude or nuggets of goodness uh, that can appear throughout their day. What was happening there? I, I'm no doctor. I'm no physical clinician. I am no uh, doctor by trade. However, I can tell you uh, that I study alongside doctors and clinical clinicians and uh, therapists and um, many people within uh, this line of work in neuroscience and, and neuropsychology. Um, I also work with medical doctors and therapists and uh, psychologists and psychiatrists on a regular basis. And, you know, I have a host of good friends who are experts in the area. And so again, this isn't me prescribing anything. However, from their guidance and their wisdom and their education, I'll tell you that, um, 
what can make these nuggets of goodness or areas of gratitude easy to miss could be a serious rough patch in a person's life experiences. Uh, It could be trauma. It could be uh, a chemical imbalance in the brain. And there could be a myriad of factors, right? That a person is either something happened or they're predisposed to it, meaning that it was in their uh, genetic line um, or uh, there's uh, lifestyle habits that makes it more susceptible for them to be experienced, seeing some, some of those like negative blockages, if you will. Um, and so how, how could someone know? right? What, when is there signs? Well, there's, there's quite a few. However, you know, there can be ways to tell without someone verbalizing like, Hey, something's going on. Um, and so I wanted to offer a little clip here and it is from Dr. Perry and Oprah. You know, I kind of highlighted them last week or the week before brain is running together. Um, and this may be a little unrelated insofar as context. However, there is a way to sense when things are off. Take a listen to what they said here. It equates to the emotional tone of the environment. And you know, I believe that every environment has a tone. If you were to walk into any home as a stranger, not speaking the language, You could absolutely feel whether this is a place where people are loved, just as you can sense when something's off. You may not know what it is, but something feels off. And in the same way, you could walk into a preschool and say, wow, this is a great environment. You can feel the climate, the emotional tone. And you could go to a different classroom in the same school and say, whoa, what's going on here? It's so powerful. There are parts of our brain that are very, very sensitive to nonverbal relational cues. And in our society, this is an underappreciated aspect of the way human beings work. We tend to be a very verbal society. Written and spoken words are important. But the majority of communication is actually nonverbal. You teach that when you experience trauma in the first years of life, meaning from birth through age two, Before you've developed the ability to explain the event, it can have a deeper impact on your brain than when you actually do have the words to explain it. I find that incredible. And I think about children, they're so young that they don't have the language to process what has happened. The experience then locks into the brain in a way that it... So very much like Oprah said, we we are operating on vibrations. That is something that we have the ability to sense. Like with, with something being on or off, with an environment's energy or someone's mood, uh, based on how we are hardwired as people, as our brains are, which is incredible. Um, so again, I, I talk about that because uh, I, I had to consult some expert friends out there. So what are, what are some of those vibrations? What are some, some of those energies, you know, shifts in personality or behaviors for extended periods of time? Those are warning signs. Uh, when you think about rough patches in life, like financial issues or relationship trouble, 
pain, grief, high intense stress, uh, and relations with others that point, they also point towards negativity first. Those reasons can be identified as stigma. Um, and we, we should be careful with labeling it as such. However, I'm going to call it out. It shouldn't be ignored yet. It can be correlated to the struggle, not necessarily causing the struggle and thus the struggle to see the foundational principles of goodness can be like stunted. If some of these things are happening in someone's general life experiences, um, my friends, good people, bouts of depression are real. Uh, chronic depression is even more real, right? And we should view that the same way as we would look at an irregular heartbeat or diabetes or asthma. There is something happening within our bodies that isn't functioning at the best rate. And so therefore it's causing something, right? Yes, sometimes we can blame stigma or areas that, you know, uh, that can be labeled as stigma um, as like, oh, well, that's their issue. No, that could be just uh, something that's happening as a result of something being off. Um, and I have another clip here that kind of highlights uh, this in a very real way. And it's Kevin Hines. Have you heard of Kevin Hines? Um, have you heard of his story? Uh, Kevin Hines is most notable for his attempt at self-harm and his struggles with uh, mental health. Uh, and let me be clear, I'm not sharing his story with you to support an attempt at self-harm or self-injury, but to bring it to light. Uh, Kevin Hines' story is about an attempt of self-injury with an intent to um, to die by suicide. Um, and again, he talks about his story very clearly about how he, that is the the moment he made the choice that he did, he had instant regrets and that his feeling instantly was like, wait, I don't want, I, I want to live. Um, and so friends, before I play the clip, if you or anyone you know is struggling or having a crisis, please dial the National Suicide Crisis Emergency Hotline, or you can dial 988. And if there's a serious emergency, please consider dialing 911. Um, so here's Kevin's story. I was alive that he just dove in and brought me on board. The guy said, do you know how many people we pull out of this water that are already dead? And I said, no, and I don't want to know. The guy put his hand on my forehead and said, kid, you're a miracle. My father took one step into the hospital room and I looked up at him and I said, Dad, I'm sorry. And he said, no, Kevin, I'm sorry. And if you think about it, both of our immediate reactions were guilt. Guilt that didn't belong to either of us. And even though I didn't die, I caused people a great deal of grief and pain. Just the day of my attempt still sits within them today. I asked my father if he still feared my death by suicide. He said, every time the phone goes off, his first inclination is Kevin alive. I had that impact on my dad. So after the jump, uh, the road to recovery was pretty long. I had seven psych ward stays in the next 11 years. I, I still have all the symptoms I ever had. Mania, depression, psychosis, hallucinations, all that's still there. I just know how to cope with it and I know how to beat it. 
I built a support network over these years of treatment so that I wouldn't be fighting this alone. So like, it's okay not to be okay. It's not okay not to ask for someone to back you up. Suicide, mental illness, and addiction are the only diseases that we blame the person for perpetually. But people die from suicide just like they die from any other organ diseased. Today, no matter the pain I'm in, no matter the struggles I experience, I do believe that life is the greatest gift we've ever been given. And if you're suffering mentally, don't wait like I did sitting in denial for so long. Because recovery happens, living proof. Good people, I love how Kevin's story is based on uh, his personal, is born of his own experience. And he shares that his struggles um, are real, yet that recovery is absolutely possible, even for all of us. Um, and again, he said, I still struggle with the same things. I just know how to beat it. I know how to cope. I, I have strategies in place now that I didn't before when I was in denial. And uh, a few tips from a, a couple of great doctor, clinical friends, expert friends that are out there. And if you're struggling to find the gratitude in your days, uh, if we had a personal conversation around this and you know who you are, thank you and hearts up. Uh, but if a person is struggling, within their day to find those nuggets of gratitude. It, is, it has been shared with me that people don't always make clinical visits in order to experience recovery. And that is so very true. What I am also saying is that it can be very, very, very helpful to undertake the help of someone who's trained to provide the resources, which is an expert in the clinical field of uh, mental health therapy, um, and neuroscience, right? Um, and so again, please consult these folks. That's what they study. However, you don't always have to go. A person doesn't always have to go in this route to experience recovery. Um, and so a few, few things, uh, that were brought to the attention of how can someone reroute if they feel like they've gone to a place that that's incredibly dark because in dark times, everyone has something. Um, and shout out coach T that, uh, really worked through this concept with me is that, uh, during those dark times, there can be a strong disconnect from a person's belief system during those challenging times. Again, like Kevin's story, there was a strong belief system that he shouldn't be here. Um, and, the moment that he tried to follow through with that belief system or that disconnect from that belief system, he knew like, wait, this is, this isn't what I want to do really. Right. And so what are some things that we can do that are out there that are available to us, uh, that can actually be free is, you know, breathing exercises and breathing techniques to talk to the central nervous system. Um, connecting with, Folks, connecting with them, those that love you and trust you and know you, lay counsel or, or people who are willing to listen just as much as they're willing to speak. Um, 
those who can offer wisdom and encouragement, support of others that can breathe their light and shine their light on you if you're going through a dark time. And again, everybody has something when it comes down to dark times. Um, you know, uh, Coach T brought up this really, really great concept, even insofar within her practice. She said, hey, listen, uh, you know, can light and dark exist at the same time? And she said she brought this up to her like book reading club when they were going through something. And one of her participants said, well, it depends. Can light and dark exist in the same place at the same time? And the participant said, well, it depends. And she said, on what? And the participant said, it depends. It depends on how strong your light is. It it depends on how strong the light is. And that resonated so strongly with me, good people. Uh, Because you can be surrounded by folks who have a light that they're shining on you. But if their light, their one light isn't as bright. So let's say a big dark room and their light is only as bright as a nightlight. It's not covering everything, which is why communal support is advisable. Also, you're tapping the energy for something that at the moment is unable to produce brighter, right? And that can put a strain on even their, the light that they have to offer, right? Um, and so again, communal support becomes very, very valuable, right? Uh, love and support. And this is just, just, just a highlight. Love and support doesn't always come in the form that you think it should, but it does come in the form of thoughtfulness, encouraging words support and love through that dark time, community, community builders. Um, That's why online communities have been so helpful. And yes, we have online trolls that like love to like call out the negative and other things that they see. However, if, if it is something positive and encouraging and you've chosen to tap into that community, you can see others sharing love and light in, in the messages that a person can read, like, Hey, you drop like, Hey y'all, I'm struggling right now. You'll see people tap in, uh, offering that communal support and, and you can tap in without anybody knowing your face or your real name, just your handle. Right. Um, sometimes good people be encouraged because sometimes what you're going through is meant to be encouragement and testimony for others. And maybe you're not even all the way through your situation yet. Uh, But because of guilt and or shame, we may opt out of sharing what we're going through, um, which can like end up not positively impacting someone else who's like, I didn't even know if that was something that I could like overcome until you shared that with me. But if we don't share our stories of what we're going through, we're tucking it away like Kevin suggested and and that can be contributable to uh areas of denial or even contributable into insofar as nobody cares when in fact everyone does uh everyone that knows you and loves you and cares about your character does and so again 
those who love you and care about you or want to know you and want to care or want to offer, you know, that light uh, and want you to see the gratitude, it's because they're grateful for you. And so again, I, I just wanted to rest that there this week. I know we went over a little bit, but I thought it was necessary just, just based on the lens. Like, you know, it's hard to be gratuitous. It's hard to see gratitude. It's hard to find those moments when you're in a moment. Uh, and, and I call it just a moment because that is in fact what it can be if you enact those strategies. But it can feel like much heavier and much longer and much darker if you tuck it away. Uh, if there's somebody that you know, again, that is struggling with some things, again, provide non-judgmental support. And again, offer community in the ways that you can give. Don't overexhaust yourself because ultimately they have to make the decision for themselves if that's what they want for themselves. But in the meantime, your non-judgmental support can really help out. And so I thank you for the listening and the offering of your time, your energy, and your space. And if if you have someone that could benefit from uh, a conversation like this uh, and, you know, they all get the disclaimer, share it with them. Um, If this was helpful for you, I'm grateful. And that's what we do it for, good people. And so with that being said, you know, there are things that we can do to help with daily support hugs exercise, a great diet, talking it out, really being real with where you stand. If you're not happy in a certain disposition at work, say that with someone who can, who knows you and can support you and not backstab you, um, right in the process, but also, uh, someone with, you know, who you know and trust that will be able to shine their light upon you. Um, so that being said, good people, thank you for taking the time to uh, close out this area of gratitude, the series of gratitude with me. And I hope that even this, even if a, a little small nightlight of light towards you or someone you know, um, then it did what it was supposed to do. Um, so good people, I love you. If you haven't heard it already, I love you. And I thank you for being here with me. And uh, I hope you have a great week. As always. And I hope you feel empowered to do what is necessary so that you can be the light or that you can receive the light from somebody around you this week. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll meet you here next week. And as always, let's go.